This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax Gold with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Today, we're going to we're talking to Dr. Richard Mann, uh, who is a podiatrist uh, and an innovator. Uh, he's uh, chief uh, uh, scientific officer uh, and CEO for O'Share Health Products. That's spelled O-S-H-A-R-E. Uh, their flagship product is Zobria, Z-O-B-R-I-A. You can find out about it at Zobria.com. And uh, you can visit Zobria.com and enter coupon code Hoffman at checkout to get 20% off your order. Uh, but uh, in part one, we were talking initially about uh, pain in the feet and legs uh, that may be related to uh, deficiency of vitamin B1 and a, a specialized product called Zobria, uh, which is a bioavailable form of B1. It's not just uh, your routine over-the-counter form of B1. Uh, it is specially targeted for absorption and efficacy when you really need to pack a punch. But uh, the brain is also a collection of nerves. And uh, if you have vitamin B1 or vitamin B12 deficiency, the brain doesn't hurt. The brain just ceases to function optimally. And when that happens, uh, cognitive functions decline, the senses decline, uh, all manner of havoc occurs. And so, theoretically, here's a medical hypothesis, maybe, just maybe, a bioavailable form of vitamin B1 like Zobria might help brain performance. Cue Dr. Richard Mann about announcing a very exciting new study. Well, I, um, uh, within the last week, I think, the National Institutes of Health uh, uh, announced a grant to, as you said, a prestigious uh, research center in New York to look at the effects of uh, this uh, benfotiamine on Alzheimer's disease. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that I'm not making any claim about that, etc. I just think it's a very interesting um, development. There have been uh, some indications in the past that vitamin B1 processing issues and vitamin B1 deficiency is involved in dysfunction in the uh, nerves of the brain, and they're going to test that out. So let's wish them a lot of luck. This is a, a uh, horrible disease, and anything anyone can do to, to help it uh, would be wonderful. And um, uh, certainly vitamin B1 Deficiency in uh, in the brain leads to um, dysfunction in the brain and, and everything that you described before, sir. And I might mention that uh, the award of forty five million dollars from the National Institute of Health uh, signifies a lot of confidence in the proposition that benfotiamine, or as you pronounce it, benfotiamine, 
uh, it can be helpful for cognitive function. And it's actually a follow-up to some pilot studies they did. They say this follow-up trial will expand on previous work uh, completed at the Burke Neurological Institute, suggesting that high levels of benfotiamine significantly slow the rate of functional decline in participants with MCI or early Alzheimer's disease. I'm reading from their press release. So, um, so and it's, it's interesting because uh, so patients that you have treated for lower extremity pain, uh, they might be getting a twofer. They might be getting some additional benefit to preserve their cognitive function. Well, a nerve is a nerve, whether it's in the brain or in the feet, and they function uh, in a manner that requires a, enormous amounts of energy. Uh, the nerve tissue takes about 10 times as much energy as other tissues in the body. Um, it's often described that way uh, in that the brain is 2% of your body weight, but it gets 20% of your blood. And that's because it needs 20% of the energy and nutrients coming from the blood. And um, it's, it's highly sensitive to vitamin B1 deficiency. And uh, vitamin B1 deficiency in the brain, as we discussed that before with uh, alcohol and uh, people who are alcoholics with low vitamin B1, they develop this Wernicke-Korsakoff syndrome. And uh, some of the early studies on, um, on Alzheimer's looks as though vitamin B1 deficiency is involved as well. So I guess the uh, scientists at um, NIH who are you know, interested in finding um, new and innovative treatments for diseases such as Alzheimer's looked at the data and the data is very promising. No one's making any claims and no one is saying anything about the final results, but certainly it's worth investigating. Uh, and uh, that's the opinion of these rather brilliant people who give out such large amounts of monies for studies that hopefully will be fruitful. Indeed. So what's, do you have any idea what the timeline is on that study? Because sometimes studies take years to complete. So, I mean, yeah, I think they're going to be giving uh, the product to, uh, they're going to be giving this, this specialized form of, of vitamin B1, benfotiamine, to patients over an 18-month course. And they're looking at, it's a five-year grant, and it'll take them a while to analyze the data, et cetera. So, um, you know, within the next five years, I expect they're going to hear something. Mm -hmm. um, and they also not only do tests on improvement in mental capacity, uh, they also look at um, the metabolites and the uh, factors inside the nerve cells and see if they go mm -hmm. up or down, um, as opposed to what happens with uh, the disease process. Does benfotiamine reverse that? It's, it's very, this is very sophisticated stuff. And um, once again, I want to stress that no one says that this is mm -hmm. going to work, mm -hmm. but hopefully it will. Well, so, you know, we can wait five years for the result, but, you know, five years is uh, an extraordinarily long time in the time course of someone who's experiencing cognitive decline or, you know, the uh, early signs of Alzheimer's disease. So it's a relatively easy proposition to um, consider uh, Zobria. And Zobria has the additional benefit of uh, some B12, and I think that this... This trial is a pure study of just the B1 component and not the B12 component, where the B12 component, I mean, I've used uh, methylcobalamin, the, the type of B12 that's in Zobria, uh, for a long time in supporting patients with cognitive decline. So that alone may uh, offer some benefit, uh, in, especially in conjunction with, with the benfotiamine. 
I, I think I think the main thing to uh, to come away from from this discussion is that low levels of vitamin B1 and vitamin B12 uh, diminish neurological function and neurological defu- neurological function uh, dysfunction in the brain is expressed by um, you know confusion etc cognitive impairment etc and by uh, giving the appropriate nutrients, uh, it very well may help your cognitive uh, function improve. Whether or not this is a treatment for Alzheimer's disease is nothing that um, we can say, and nobody knows if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully, the NIH is correct in its uh, in its evaluation that this is worthy of further study. But I don't want anybody to think that we're talking about a proven treatment or anything. I don't want to make any claim about this whatsoever other than it restores vitamin B1 and B12 levels. Right. Uh, so, so let's get down to practicalities. For some supplements, uh, you know, the research is there for, uh, I don't know, maybe a rat study where they're consuming, you know, 10% of their body weight in the active substance that's being studied. So for a human, that would translate to taking, uh, you know, 16 pills a day. Uh, what's the deal with Zobria? Is it relatively easy to take? You have to choke down a whole slew of pills to get... Uh, you know, it's interesting you, should, it's interesting you should say that. When I first started investigating it, the, the initial work on this was at a, in, in Japan. And they gave massive amounts of vitamin B1 and massive amounts of uh, benfotiamine, which is the active ingredient, one of the key ingredients in Zobria, uh, to mice. And then after a year, they cut the mice open to see uh, what had happened. And they both were extremely safe. So, yes, when you give massive amounts of this product, it's, it's very, very safe. Uh, and and a, from a practical perspective, um, you take uh, two pills a day, twice a day, twice a day um, uh, initially, and that will hopefully restore vitamin B1 and B12 levels. And after a month's time, you can reduce it. So there's not a lot of pills that you need to take. So maintenance might be one a day after uh, you achieve some a plateau in terms of your discomfort. We we find it best at about two a day, and mm-hmm. that's what I recommend. Okay, four a day initially for the first. A month. four a day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then two a day thereafter. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the uh, majority of people that we give it to, we find that get some significant improvement. So as a, podi- as a podiatrist, can you tell us what happens when people lose sensation in their feet? I mean, the pain is one thing, and, and we can maybe minimize the pain with medication and blunt the pain. But what happens if that's not fixing the uh, what's called proprioception? of the foot, the ability of the foot to sense its positioning on the ground when you lose sensation. What are some of the complications that can occur and why is it important to restore uh, sensation and not just reduce pain with medication? Well, um, it's essential that you be able to feel where your feet are. If you don't feel where your feet are, first off, you'll lose balance and you'll be unstable yep. with, uh, with gait. But I and, and by the way, they say that, excuse me, they say that uh, the president is suffering from some of those types of problems. Uh, you know, his, his gait, it's complicated. You know, there's a lot of things that may be involved, but they think that he may have some loss of sensation in his feet that, that cause him to not sense the ground properly. Well, it, it is a, um, a common occurrence as people get older. 
and the elderly tend to have a greater percentage of that nerve dysfunction. I hadn't heard about the president's uh, particularly, but it wouldn't be. Yeah, I, I read his uh, detailed today. physical exam, and they kind of broke it down. They said, oh, you know, he has some arthritis, and maybe he has some uh, uh, compression of his spine, you know, so he's less, you know, the nerve transmission is interrupted. Uh, and it, and it, it boiled down to, you know, he needs some he needs some physical therapy, you know, which is always great because you're taught, uh, you know, you do balance uh, exercises, which are always good to restore strength and coordination or maintain them in the face of declining function. Yes. And um, with respect to other complications associated with numbness in the feet, if you don't feel where your feet are, you they're unprotected. The... Mm-hmm. Um, it's called loss of protective sensation. So you can wear a shoe that doesn't fit properly and you wouldn't know it because you're not feeling the shoe rub and uh, find out that you got a problem when you see a wound or you feel see your foot get swollen and um, there's pus or blood in your sock, etc. That happens quite commonly. Lack of sensation in the feet um, and improper this uh, proper functioning of the nerves to the feet and legs is a leading cause of uh, ulcerations in, into the feet and if you don't know you have an ulceration or you don't get it treated properly it, it can go on to a bone infection or just a general infection or it can go on to uh, amputation etc so maintaining sensation in your feet is, is a goal that's very very important and also inspecting your feet on a daily basis. If, if you have numbness or uh, tingling or any problem with respect to your feet, uh, the nerves of your feet, you most certainly should go ahead and inspect your feet on a daily basis to, for holes or redness or a crack in the skin or anything that, that may lead to a, uh, a more severe problem. And if you can't see your feet, you get somebody to look at it for you, yep. and if you don't have anybody who can look at it for you, you should have a mirror, and you should examine it as closely as possible, and you should go to a podiatrist once every two months in general. If you have numbness in your feet or disc, uh, dysfunction in the nerves to your feet and legs, um, then you have to keep in mind that you could be cutting your toenails and get a little piece of your skin and not even know it. Yeah. So you want a professional to take care of that for you to prevent, the, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And that this is very, very important, especially in diabetics. And, and most diabetics are aware of that, are really uh, very concerned about, about wounds. And, and seeing a, a podiatrist uh, who professionally can evaluate what's going on and, and give you nutrients that can help you to... Um, hopefully restore some sensation in your feet or um, and also shoes and appropriately fitting shoes and, and and tell you the things to be aware of if you're if you're uh, if you have dysfunction or inability to feel the ground properly you should never walk around barefooted because you can step on something so mm-hmm. wear slippers even in your house and make sure there's nothing in the shoe and make sure that the shoe is smooth inside and there are no defects and be very careful about putting your feet into like a jacuzzi hot water if, mm-hmm. you, have, if you have lack of sensation you can you can burn yourself which becomes particularly dangerous if you have poor circulation because you're not going to heal as as well as uh, someone who has better circulation besides diabetics just don't heal from wounds as well as others 
Um, and um, this, I think, is, is something that's very, very important. You want to make sure that you protect your feet um, as much as possible, and you have to take this very seriously. I once had a patient who um, was in the beach, was at the beach in Florida, and um, he was laughing at everybody that was running, you know, hopping along the sand that was so hot, because he didn't have any problems. And he came to me the next day, and he had blisters all over the bottom mm. of his feet. He burned himself. It's like a second degree burn. Yeah, he didn't feel it. And yeah. he was making fun of everybody hopping around. And mm. thankfully, we were able to cure him and, and he heal the wounds. But um, it's, it's serious stuff. If you have numbness or a decreased sensation in your feet or it's burning, tingling, shooting pains in your feet, and it's from your nerves not working properly, you have to have a heightened sense of awareness that you could run into a lot of trouble and you could get hurt and not know it. Take it seriously, see your podiatrist, and uh, follow his directions. And what's a Charcot joint? It's something I learned about in medical school. Is it uh, related to loss of sensation as well, and can you describe it? Yeah, a, a Charcot joint and Charcot foot describes a foot where the sensation is so badly impaired that your the integrity of the bones, the ligaments, and the joints is not protected by your sensation. Mm -hmm. So you could put your foot into a position where it's uh, an, an abnormal position, but you don't know it. And the bones uh, and the structures of the foot break down, and um, it becomes a significant problem. Um, sometimes it has to be surgically repaired. Sometimes you need a specialized shoe. It impairs your ability to walk. You get bony prominences where you shouldn't have bony prominences so that you uh, you get uh, thickened, calloused skin over areas that that can crack and cause an infection, etc. And um, you should do everything you can to protect yourself. And um, absolutely, if you're seeing your fit, feet deform and um, you have numbness or dysfunction in, in the nerves of your feet and legs and you're noticing that, you should get to a physician right away. It, he may not be able to prevent that progression, but more importantly, well, as importantly, is to protect your foot so you don't break down. This mm -hmm. is a, I think it's an excellent point. Thanks for making it, and it's something people should have a heightened awareness of. Right. It's as if you're slapping your feet down randomly, because every time you make a footfall, normally, you you know, if you if it's if you're stepping off to the side or, you know, you're stepping wrong, you get a little little shot of, of discomfort or pain and you adjust your gait accordingly and people who've lost sensation they're just almost randomly slapping their feet down on, on the surfaces which can really bang up the joints and, and uh, damage the soft tissue unbeknownst to them and, and you know the weight of the body is on the foot so if you're mm -hmm. a hundred pound man and you're using 180 pound each time your foot strikes the ground there's a lot of damage that can be done and um, it's something that you have to be very much concerned about, um, and you should uh, seek treatment for it right away. So, okay, so when you're evaluating a patient for uh, numbness, you know, a patient says, I, I, my feet are numb or my feet hurt, what does that entail? You know, when a patient comes to the office, do you, uh, you know, use a pinprick test, or do you use a tuning fork, or some, are there nerve conduction studies? I mean, what are some of the things that, uh, podiatrists can do for people who have these complaints? Well, you, you, you do a neurological exam of the foot and components of the neurological exam on the foot. I think the most significant one at this point is 
something called the Sems Weinstein monofilament. It's a little hmm. mo- uh, nylon fiber oh. that is constructed in a manner such that the fiber deforms when you put pressure on it. Mm-hmm. It's a consistent amount of pressure. So if you have a spot on your feet that you don't feel when uh, an appropriate monofilament is put on it and, and deforms, then you lack the protective sensation you need. And it's hmm. generally, you, you, you try 10 different spots on each foot hmm. to see if there is um, any, um, any area that's completely numb. You also, as you said before, there's a tuning fork, a 128 hertz tuning fork that you put on the foot to see about the vibratory sensation. You would do a, a hot and cold test. Um, uh, I used to go ahead and, and um, spray ethyl chloride onto a, a metal object and ask the patient if it was hot or cold. Hmm. Um, you Certainly there's nerve conduction studies. Um, also what's uh, happened within the last I suspect five to ten years is biopsies are done of the right above the ankle, uh, and the biopsy is analyzed for the density of the uh, peripheral nerves in the skin. It's called an epidermal uh, epidermal nerve density test. Huh. You can stain. Pathologists can stain, and they can count the density of the nerves that go into the uh, into the epidermis and see if the density is, is within normal limits. And if the density is low, then mm-hmm. you have some sort of documentation that you have uh, this, uh, this problem with your feet. And, and what are some of the other causes of, uh, of numbness and tingling? I, it used to be that syphilis could cause this, and now we have Lyme disease. Uh, are you ever seeing uh, that, or did you see that in your training, because syphilis is less of a problem now? You know, I, I think that if you were to look at the top causes of numbness and nerve dysfunction in the feet, um, you'd have to consider, you know, spinal cord compression. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a big one. Um, it's like I spinal stenosis, to, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or, or like a sciatica, you know, compression mm-hmm. okay. on the nerves coming out of the spine going down into the feet. And I think, and this was when I was training, so it may not be the case anymore, that Internationally, one of the major causes is leprosy. You know, lepers do uh, okay. lose sensation, and they end up uh, losing parts of their their toes, etc. And um, so, leprosy is something that right. shouldn't be discounted. Of course, not to worry our listeners, though. Excuse me. Not to worry our listeners, though. No, no, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't uh, go there. It's not very common in right. the U.S., but yeah, I, I think that uh, alcohol. I think. Um, the most common causes in, that I've experienced in the States are one, diabetes, two, alcoholism, and three, pre, pre-diabetes. Pre-diabetes is um, a condition where someone is uh, not handling glucose or sugars normally, mm-hmm. but not so badly that they're considered yeah. a diabetic. So, so, so the, uh, Dr. Mann, this is an interesting thing that I learned a few years back, is that uh, the... Uh, the loss of nerve function may actually precede uh, the diagnosis of diabetes. And that, that was a surprise. Yeah. I thought, oh, you know, have to be diabetic for a long time before you get nerve function loss. And from some studies that came up around a decade ago, it suggests that it may be a precursor to an, a diagnosis of diabetes. Well, so... Um 
the inability to handle uh, glucose, it's called glucose dismetabolism, um, is, uh, is a continuum. So initially, when you start to lose the ability to handle glucose appropriately, your hemoglobin A1C, which is a marker of how, uh, how high your glucose levels are getting in your blood, it goes up slightly, and it's called prediabetes. And then when it passes a certain threshold, it's called di diabetes, and it's treated more aggressively. But it turns out that prediabetes is a massive problem in the States. We estimate there's in the range of 90 to mm -hmm. 100 million prediabetics. It's one of those tip of the icebergs phenomena, right? Because it's, you know, the, 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 the surface... Uh, above surface part of the iceberg are the people formerly diagnosed with diabetes, but the 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 bottom of the iceberg that's that's concealed is much bigger. I think that's an excellent uh, analogy. You have in in America, you probably have about thirty million diabetics, and you have in the range of a hundred million pre-diabetics. Wow. So people with glucose processing problems, let's say we're looking at 120, 130 million people, that's that's a big portion of, of people in the U.S. And and people with prediabetes, um, they tend to get nerve problems as well. As a matter of fact, one study showed about 18% of them have, uh, have nerve problems that present as numbness, tingling, burning, or shooting pains in the feet and legs. So you're looking at a massive amount of people. So to, to answer your question, I think diabetes, prediabetes, and alcoholism uh, would be the most common. But then you, then again, people with AIDS um, or HIV, um, especially um, those taking medications, mm -hmm. can also have this. Um, uh, nerve nerve problems in the feet and legs also is secondary to uh, chemotherapy. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. and, mm -hmm. and um, there are other medications that cause that sort of uh, problem. I think that's the, the bulk of uh, people you would see in, in the U.S. with nerve dysfunction in the feet and legs. Okay, so today's call to action is uh, uh, we're talking about uh, a potential solution. Uh, Zobria, it's a proprietary formula that provides precision nutrition that quickly can restore healthy nerve function. And if you want to uh, sample Zobria... Uh, visit Zobria.com and enter the coupon code Hoffman at checkout to get 20% off your order uh, with also uh, a hopeful perspective on its potential for supporting brain function. Thank you, Dr. Mann, for joining us. Dr. Richard Mann, CEO of O'Share Health Products. And once again, it's Zobria.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Hoffman. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, and very informative. I appreciate your perspective because we don't talk very much about feet, unfortunately, here. And that's a very, very important uh, realm when it comes to overall health. Thanks very much for joining us. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.